self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we're conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and TikTok at Carl, C-A-R-L underscore Young, Y-U-N-G. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity on Instagram. Um, we're still doing the listening letter portion of the show, so if you have a question, comment, Reddit letter that you want us to discuss, whatever, um, you can hit us up on any of those social medias, or you can send us an email to our email uh, Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. I don't think we had any in the email this week, did we? No, ma'am. No, no, no. Alright. Well, we got another um message from Michael's wife. And again, that's what she calls herself. <laughs> um, she said, Hey Ray, more ridiculous Reddit fuckery for you. Also, I can only assume you and Mr. On Point uh, are gonna be covering the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident. Unfortunately, Michael's wife, we will. I'm so sick of that shit, but at this point, like Jesus. Um, I've been very surprised at how divided people seem to be, let alone the odd person being so out of touch that they thought it was definitely staged and ex- I don't know what this is. Ex- oh, it didn't have evidence. Feels like a Twilight Zone episode. Mr. On Point is spot on with No Man's Sky. It's just a black hole of time. I think Michael is spending more time gaming after work than his working day. I mainly notice it's a problem when I've substituted dinner with snacks. Anyway, back to the ground. Much love from across the pond, Michael's wife. And she sent us a Reddit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh, the title. I did. I never read these. Even like when y'all send them, I try not to read them so that we can get our initial response. First impressions. Uh, <laughs> this title. Am I the asshole if I tell my mom that my dad asked if I could be a surrogate for him and his new wife? That's so icky. You want your daughter to be your surrogate? That's just very weird. You want her to carry her sibling? I. <sighs> read it. Read it. Uh, she's 26. Her dad's 56. His wife is 40. My dad has been trying to have a child with his new wife for going on two years. They are attempting IVF but aren't having luck. They told me this in confidence and asked if I could keep the fact that they are trying for a baby to myself, which I have done. No problem. Recently, my dad called saying he had been planning to ask me something for a while. He asked if things with IVF don't work out if I would be willing to be a possible surrogate with donor DNA. I was shocked and honestly and honestly disgusted by the idea. Background, my father and I don't have the best relationship. Parents are divorced and he was an alcoholic until I went to college. We went three years not with no communication because of, the, of an argument. Only started speaking again three years ago. All of this makes the fact that he asked so much so shocking. When he asked, I gave an awkward chuckle and said, I don't even know if I ever want to physically have a child myself. And if I do, I would probably use surrogacy myself if I could, you know. He was audibly disappointed and responded with, no, I don't know. There was an awkward pause and I said, well, yeah, sorry, but love you. Uh, We hung up. I was so shocked that I thought I'd entered the twilight zone and started to feel nauseous. 
was going to keep this to myself, but I don't think I can. I want to tell my mom. Her mom is 60. We have a very close relationship, but constantly tell each other everything. Even if this is the end of that conversation that my dad felt comfortable asking is weirding me out. Slightly concerned she might attempt to murder him. My dad is a selfish person. I know he didn't consider the ramifications of what being pregnant and having a child would have on me at all, even if I would not be involved with raising it. I know part of why he asked is because he was hoping to save the money and surrogacy agency costs. It's grossing me out that he had to have thought about me being pregnant. It's gross and I'd like to talk to my mom about this. Am I the asshole if I talk to her about this after they asked me to keep the fact that they're trying for a child a secret? It would give away that they are trying for a child and she might yell at him, giving away the fact that I told her. She wouldn't spread it to others and I do feel like he crossed the line asking this. Too long, didn't read. Dad asked if I would think about being a surrogate, donated DNA from him for him and stepmom. I would like to talk to my mom about this, but the fact that they are trying for a child is a secret. I'm an asshole if I talk to my mom about what my dad asked me, which will give away his and stepmom's secret. There's an update, but I want to I want to talk about just that part first. Um, so I don't know. This is a hard one. Whew, this is a hard one. She's making a lot of assumptions about her mother not going to respond and going to keep this to herself and not going to spread it out to people. This don't sound like like this is something that you can't even keep in because of how disgusted you are. So the idea that you tell your mama and she be like, oh, I'm not going to say anything that I don't think you reading the situation properly. And that to me is the biggest risk of telling your mama when you said that you weren't going to tell her, you weren't going to tell nobody. Uh, that is a risk. However, I think dad crossed the line. I mean, I don't know, man. Well, I do. Crossed I the line. Well, dad crossing the line just means she can say no and then go on about her business. Yeah, but it, if your mom is who you normally talk to about when you're upset or something bothers you, not being able to do that would be difficult. And this is a pretty ma- like it is gr- like there's so there's so many wrong things with this. Like him asking her that, wanting her to care. It's just very weird. And I would be grossed out by it too. And I would want to like talk about it too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. First off, and it is after very that, and you don't even have a good relationship. That's like my dad asking me to do some shit like that. Obviously, I'm too old, and he's too old, and that that would never happen. But like the the state of the relationship I have with him is not conducive to asking me to to be a surrogate for his fucking. It's weird. It's weird that you would even ask that. Why would you do that? That's why would you want that? Yeah, that's that's all bad. That's all bad. Why would you ask your daughter to do that? Why would you even, if y'all don't have that kind of relationship, why would you put your daughter in that situation to to be aware of all that, I guess? Because and then I guess to make her feel jump, bad. Well, I guess from the jump, he told her under the pretense that he was going to ask her to be the surrogate. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. For sure. Yeah, but all of that is bad. I wonder how the wife feel about it. Like, how would a wife feel about, hey, I'll just get my daughter to carry our baby. Well, the fuck you won't. <laughs> That's how this wife would feel. Like, as you Why? Cry. 
Why would they want that? And then she, if she probably right, it is experience. It is expensive. You have to pay the surrogate. You pay the agency, and you have to pay for the medical expenses of the birth. It's expensive to go that route. He would be saving agency costs, and like I'm sure he's not gonna pay his daughter either. He'd be saving money to do it this way, but Jesus, is it worth that? No. Why you want to be raising a child at this age anyway? Well, I said his wife is. I mean, look, I'm I'm gonna be 38 this year and ain't got no. How kids old is his wife? His wife is 40, and she may not have any kids. And this, you know, she wants to have a kid. Well, why not just adopt a baby? But what? No. Adoption is like Russian roulette. Two older people who are trying to raise a child because clearly they don't care if it's theirs or not, but they want it to be a baby. No, the the baby. it will be their baby. She said that they're going to use their DNA. It'll be their biological child. They said from a donor. No. Yes, it did. Oh, it did say donor. That's stranger semen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, that's like going through uh uh I mean and it's still I guess it's 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 like a safer version of Russian roulette. So my thing with adoption, I know there are lots of kids that need to be adopted, but I also know in doing the work that I do that there are things that run down family lines and you get a child, the baby that may be predisposed to a bunch of bullshit. I know my bullshit, okay? I know we're running my family. I know what I will be facing and what I'm getting into. With adoption, you don't know that. I guess you don't truly know with like donor DNA either because like if you go the route of getting inseminated or any of that, they, you know, they're supposed to like really vet these people, but I guess people could lie. So I guess you still don't know. But adoption is not, it's not in my future. For that reason, um, you don't do nature versus nurture. Nah. You think it's more nature than nurture? I think it's more nature than nurture. I think nurture can help, but like there are just some shit. Like if a kid has a predisposition to any kind of a serious mental illness, you can nurture them all you want to, but that's not going to change. It depending on what the mental illness is. So. I do think nature holds a larger role than nurture mm-hmm. because there's some shit you just ain't now you're going to be able to do about this shit. If that kid has, you know, whatever, schizophrenia, whatever runs in that, you're not going to be able to completely combat that by being a good parent and providing a good environment. They could have some kind of a trigger that has nothing to do with you that like kicks that shit off. And now you just dealing with this shit. Mm-hmm. So, that part is why I'm like, I can't. I just see too much. <laughs> I see too much. And like I said, I know my bullshit, you know. I know we got addiction on both sides. Like, I, I'm very aware of, like, what runs in my own family. And I, I'm what? prepared to deal with that. But like, What if you, so you prepared to deal with that? My bullshit, yeah. Because I've already dealt with it, right? It's not new to me if I had to. Um, what if you could adopt a baby that you knew came from two specimens that have very little mental health and alcoholism and stuff. How would you f- truly know that though? That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's you know, when people donate to the sperm banks, they get like a record of the people and they do, but that's what I'm saying. 
I feel like that's a safer version of Russian roulette, but still Russian roulette because there have been situations in which people have lied and been donors. Well, I'm not really trying to ask. What I'm trying to ask is if there was a way to determine that there was less bullshit than your family got, would you still choose your bullshit over the from your family over the, the no limited bullshit. Oh, no, just because it's your family. I choose the limited your bullshit. Book. I would choose the limited bullshit, but that would be because I know. Like right now, for me, the lesser of two evils is the bullshit I know and not the unknown in in how the world actually is. Now, yeah, if I could guarantee that it wasn't gonna be that way, that would be better than what my genes already have. Then sure, bring on the adoption. But that's not how this shit works. So I would rather deal with the shit I know than the possibility of some shit that I don't know popping up 12 years later. And now I got a little psychopath killing cats in the neighborhood in my fucking house. Like, I'm cool on that. Cool. How upset are you if you walk in and he twerking in the mirror? Yes, sir. (laughs) And and he doing a good job. Hilarious. It's not, I mean, I probably would laugh about it, but I would also, it depends on the man I'm married to. I think, I don't know. You depend, it depends on the man you're married to, what you're going to do? Not what I'm going to do, but it would, my response, like, if I knew, if I was married to somebody that, like, is how I am and, and is not going to, like, go ape shit and freak out because of it, then yeah. But, like, if I'm married to somebody that would have an issue with that, then. I w- that that would be where like concern would come in because like you're not safe. <laughs> Don't do that shit. So you walk in and your son twerking and he doing a good job. You ain't gonna be like, hey, 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 hey. Don't, Don't let your daddy that see that part. shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you gonna be. Don't let your daddy to see that shit. What you doing good? I don't know if you like boys or not, but you know, you know you you can twerk. <laughs> <laughs> So how you respond to your child being gay would be contingent upon how your husband also feels about that thing. It wouldn't be completely contingent upon that. How I approach proceeding with like figuring out how we're going to do this will be contingent upon. Because if I have somebody that like is not necessarily like violent and homophobic, but like somebody like that I know don't fuck with that shit like that and that it's going to be an issue, then that would be something that now that I know I can help my kid with it and like help bring it to the dad in a way. Um, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't color how I would feel about my kid, but how we had to go about telling his daddy might be. Like we need to, Hold on, let me gotta gotta plan this shit out. Your dad is because we don't want this to go bad. And I know I would I wouldn't want his initial response to cause irreversible issues within the relationship with them too. Now so, it could still it still could and he still could no matter how how we present it to him he still could respond in a bo- a, a shitty ass way. But as my kid's mom, I would want to try to make sure it wouldn't be that way if I could. But there is a calculation for you 
in that the man you accept in your life may very well be homophobic. Well, yeah, because it's like, here's the thing. What I found is that even some people who are like, yeah, I don't got no problems with gay people, they don't have problems with gay people that are not in their family. It is a different story to be an ally for these other people and then have it in your own home. And so even if I marry somebody that we had talked about this and he was like, yeah, I ain't no problem with gay people, that may not be the case. <laughs> when it is your son that you were looking forward to, like, doing all of this shit with, you know? And I just, you feel like you get, like, it, there, there are circumstances under which I could see being married to somebody that, like, wouldn't respond good, even though they claim to be an ally. Because it's different when it's your kid. It's easy to be an ally for other people. It's not your kid. It's very difficult to be accepting of some shit that's in your home that you're going to have to deal with daily. That's different. What do you feel like, I guess, well, yes, you're right. You know, the worst thing that y'all going to have to deal with is a problematic dad, if that's the shit case. <laughs> I mean, in the household, like, it's a lot of shit they got to deal with in the world, but, like, I feel but, like if but you that's can't what I'm help saying. your that's... child be comfortable in their house because you don't agree with their sexuality... But that's why I would take the approach that I would, because I would want them to feel comfortable in their house. But like, and I, I you know, I, I say this to kids that I've had that are LGBTQ all the time. Like, you, we all want a world that's more accepting, but we also have to deal with what the reality is. And so you can 100% come out and do whatever it is that you want to do. However, we have to be realistic about what's that, what, what is that going to really look like? Like, in a perfect world, yeah, sure, your parents would just be like, that, who cares? But if you know that you got parents that's going to put you out and you don't have nowhere else to go, we have to take those kind of things into consideration. That's just the world we, we have right now. And maybe yeah. that won't be the case one of these days, but, like, you have to be realistic about shit. And so in that moment, I would have to be realistic about what this is going to. And again, it doesn't mean that in me trying to be like a mediator or whatever, that the dad still wouldn't respond shitty and that it still wouldn't cause a problem in, in, in the demise of like <laughs> the family system. I would just want to try to do the best that I could to like maintain everybody's relationship in a, a positive way. Now, if it work, it work. If it don't, then that is what it is. And we'll have to deal with that, too. But. I think you have to deal with what your reality is and not with what you want. And I think sometimes people want to just deal with how they want things to be. You can do that. It's not realistic, though. Like, yeah. you know who your parents are. So for this letter, frankly, I think that you would be the asshole if you tell your parents, if you tell your mama. I don't know, man. Um... I mean, you shouldn't have promised them that you weren't going to say nothing. Uh, well, at the time she made the promise, she didn't know he was going to come back and, and ask her. Well, she, she, she should have drew hill that motherfucker. Never make a promise you can't keep, goddamn, because I mean, she made it. So, let me do the update. Okay, what's the update? Told my mom. <laughs> she screamed in horror. <laughs> she believes he meant his sperm because otherwise he'd adopt. See that? That's see that's that. No, that's that mama shit. That's that mama shit. Mama thinks she he want to fuck his daughter. Well, not no. She said use his sperm, not fuck her. I I think she thought that he wanted to like inseminate her with his sperm, which is still icky. That ain't what he said. 
That ain't what it's, she told mama. It's not, but I, I can see why mom would. Because you said that yourself. You said you don't understand why they wouldn't just adopt if they're going to use donor DNA. It would be the same shit. That's basically what the mom is like. Like, why would he want you to do this when he could just adopt a baby? It's the same thing. And so mama was saying, my she deduction said, then is that he wants to use his sperm. Yes, she said she believes he meant his sperm because otherwise he would adopt. And he's not adopted. He wants her to do this with donor sperm. Uh, after a joint rant, she promised to let me handle it. Feel better getting this off my chest. If he ever mentions it again, I'll go non-communicado. Go off on him with mom. Going to go very low communication. Want to support any possible siblings that have him as a parent. So her mom didn't snitch him out? Snitch her out? Yeah. I mean, it don't seem like they, she don't even have that much contact with him. I highly doubt that her mom has any contact with that nigga. I hope. It'd be different if, like, they, if they were still both actively involved in the daughter's life and they might cross paths at some kind of event or something that the daughter was having, but it don't sound like she ever see that nigga. She would have to go out of her way to try to contact him about this. Now, if they were the kind of parents that showed up to special events for the daughter, Yes, she probably would go off on him because seeing him and knowing what he said and did would be a different thing. But like, it don't sound like the the daughter don't even have that much. And you know, say. my response is still contingent upon a certain type of mama. You know, so this might very well be one of them, you know, quiet, reserved mamas who, you know, they child kind of run the show. And when I say don't do nothing, the mama don't do it. You know, very well could be that. Very well could be a, a mama who ain't talked to her husband, ex husband in twenty years. You know, so. Yeah, it's a lot of circumstances that I guess would keep a mama from responding, uh, you know, to the the father. But I don't think she was an asshole. I get, I, cause I, that's a big ass. Like, I mean, she turned out not to be an asshole because the things that could have happened didn't happen. Well, no. Uh, if you think she's an asshole for telling, she's still an asshole even if it worked out. Like, you're not less of an asshole because the bad didn't happen. Like, no, if you were an asshole, you were an asshole. Still an asshole for telling. Yeah. Like, said you were gonna keep that shit to yourself. She's an asshole for telling. It'd be different if she just like was being gossipy and one day was like, I can't sit on this anymore. I need to tell my mom. It's because of something that occurred, and unfortunately, the thing that occurred was within the secret. But she didn't tell the secret for the sake of telling the secret. It was because of this thing he asked her to do. So sure um, therapist. Like, what you telling your mama? You gonna go to your therapist for one for that one thing? What your mama gonna do about it? It's just for somebody to listen, to hear it, and 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 validate that you he's he's a fuck nigga for asking me that, right? <laughs> like sometimes she put that shit on Reddit. So what? She put that shit on Reddit. She did what she supposed to do. Well, she still, I don't, well, people in the comments, so let me see what the, um, hold on, damn, I went out of it. Let me see what the consensus was in the comments, because I think that might be part of why the update was what it was. Let's see. Um, I'm usually, this person said, not the asshole. I'm usually in the camp of don't spill secrets, but this is a huge ask. And if you need to confide in your mom, confide in her. It's something that majorly affects you. If it eases your mind, you wouldn't even qualify to be a surrogate. No legit fertility place will allow you to be impregnated. So his attempt to get around other fees would fail. Even the places with the loosest restrictions wouldn't accept a surrogate that has never carried or at least one pregnancy to term. It's the most major of requirements. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. So I could never be a surrogate. I wouldn't want to be. 
Um, this a lot of people are talking about he wouldn't have. Is been there an amount of money somebody could pay you to be a surrogate? If I could, I mean, I just said I couldn't be one. I haven't. I've never been pregnant. I, they wouldn't allow me to. Let's say there wasn't allowance. Is there amount of money? Yeah, there's amount of money, and I ain't gotta take care of the kid. All I gotta do is carry that little motherfucker. Sure. How much? How much you think you'll take? Let's see, nine months of uncomfortableness for a kid that I'm not even gonna keep, and ain't gonna help be able to help me when I get old. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I have to think about it. The first number that popped in my mind was 150,000. Okay. Okay. So that worked. <laughs> but yeah, that's I about it. You're gonna lowball yourself. Hell no, I that's a lot of shit. I ain't finna lowball that. The most that. intense body shock you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> exactly. And then, like, when you have a baby, even though I would know that the baby was supposed to, all of that, um, what is it, Pitocin? What is the hormone? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Uh, that would flood and make me feel like I wanted to keep this baby and have it taken on. Like, all of that shit and the mental anguish that I probably got to go through. I would, yeah, that's worth a substantial amount of money. Well, you know, some people have a baby and want to punch it. That's true. I don't feel like I would be that way. I feel like people would expect me to be that way, but I don't think I actually would. I want to try to make a joke for anybody that's suffered through postpartum depression. Everybody, everybody in the comments said that they, she should tell her mom. I think that's why, like, nobody was like, oh, you you made a promise. Like, nobody, because they were disgusted by what the dad asked her to do. It's like, that overcomes the secret. Like, you asked me to do this wild shit. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. A part of me feel like when you do that, when you overcome a secret, because it's a big secret, it's because something needs to be done about it. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody be like, I'm gonna tell you a secret. I just killed all my family and I still got blood on the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I gotta tell the people, bro. Uh you're a toast. <laughs> I don't I'm calling the right. I, I tell y'all, I do not don't have the police come to me. Now the police come to me and be like, Yep. Listen. He said this how I feel. Don't have if, you don't, if you don't know for a fact that I'm going to help you, you taking away my plausible deniability, <laughs> whatever happened is your fault after that. You shouldn't <laughs> take my plausible deniability away. If you take away my ability to, to tell somebody in authority that I don't know what he's talking about without lying, I ain't lying for your ass. What happened, happened. Yeah, he called and told me. And I was calling the police because I know how y'all force for, first 48 motherfuckers do. I was going to call the police, but then I got hungry, and I realized I had some steak in the refrigerator, and I was like, I fuck with steak, you know what I'm saying? So I went downstairs, and I got my steak, oh my and God. then by the time I got back upstairs, you know, I, my homeboy texted me, and was like, hey, we finna get on the game. I was like, let's play that. So it's not like I didn't intend to call. It's just that I didn't call as quickly as you probably would have liked to make it seem like I'm not a part of this. <laughs> like, my knowledge of this don't mean that I approved of it. And then I went intending on snitching on my partner. My partner, he's on some fuck shit. He need to go to jail. He had his auntie house right now. Y'all want to get him. But I have no intention of just holding this information because people die. And I don't like death like that. You know, I accept it because we accept life. And I feel like if we accept life, we should accept death. Nigga, I can't. But 
I'm not trying to hold him. You know, he need to be held accountable. Is what I'm saying. So that you know, if you take away my plausible deniability, fuck you. You gotta call me and say some weird shit. Call me and say, listen, if I call you on the 27th at 9:13 p.m. and I tell you that everybody is alive, but not everybody, then just know something happened. That way, if the police, that way I know, oh, damn, some shit that happened. But if the folks come to me, I'm going to be like, I have no idea what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I Just leave me my plausible deniability. If you're going to tell me, still leave me my plausible deniability. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Thank you, but, but, but I did say it, it was a hard. It's like it's on the. It's teetering on the line of being an asshole and not being an asshole. It's not like a super overt being an asshole. I guess it just depends on how you feel about secrets that are told to you that have no other consequence outside of you, but you tell somebody else. Even if it seems to be big. I mean, I don't know. I would have I would have did the same thing. I would have had to say something. Well, not my mom. My mom is a my mom would have raised all kinds of Exactly. Exactly. I know my mom and I know that beforehand that I couldn't go to her with that. She maybe knew her mom wasn't gonna say nothing. My mama is not the kind of mama that ain't gonna just sit on that. Oh, not- you're saying that if she had the mama you got, she would be an asshole. No, I still think that you gotta be saying that. You quick as you saying that you wouldn't tell your mama. I wouldn't tell my mom because she would go above and beyond. Like my mom, it would be a, it would be way bigger of a situation than it had to be. But if I just had a mom who might like just like I call him and just be like, how dare you, you know, and let and leave it at that, like a, a white mom's response, then yeah, I probably still would, even if I knew she would say something. My mama's not going to have that response, though. But your mama responding outwardly like that and making a big deal out of it would make, I mean, her the utter asshole, but you an asshole by association for telling somebody that would make it that way. You should have never asked me to do that bullshit. That's how I would feel. I would sit in that. You should never have, because before you asked me that shit, I had no problem keeping it. I don't I don't give a fuck that you and her want to have a baby. That that part didn't include me, so I hey, kept that secret. Well, let me add this component to mine. I approve of you being that kind of asshole. <laughs> I'm okay with you being that kind of asshole. Like, do that shit. But you still broke your promise that you've been intentional about keeping up. And and, it included me. And this secret had nothing to do with her. So yeah, I'll keep it. Maybe it make you a little asshole if your parent don't do nothing. But it make you an asshole if it's a parent like you saying your mama would be who makes a big deal out of it and makes it a thing to where the secret is now not only been broken, but it's spread out to the community. Other family members know. Like, but it, it, it's still the thing about it. The anger isn't about the secret. The anger is about the other shit. I don't think that my mom would be mad that this nigga trying to have a baby with his wife. Like, who give a fuck about that? That's not what the secret would not be what the issue is. The, the part that would 
have the everybody up in arms is that part where he asked her to be the surrogate. I don't think anybody's going to be like, y'all too old to be having kids. Like, nobody's going to care about that What makes you think that I'm saying that's the only <laughs> thing that the mama would be telling the community? You know my ex wanted my daughter to carry his baby? You know that's what the story going to be. That's the that's only thing that she's going to tell. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen. And I'm saying, yes, that make you an asshole because as far as the people who got that secret, regardless of how strained they are, the reason they wanted that secret kept because they didn't want shit like that to be out here. But they should have kept that st- stopped at the secret. Listen, I approve. Don't then come back and ask me to be no goddamn surrogate because before that she kept it and didn't say nothing. I had no price. She didn't say it was hard. She didn't say I've really been wanting to tell my mom. It wasn't nothing like that. She would have been. It'd be a secret to this day, had he not went on forward with the gr- the gross shit, weirdo. <laughs> um, thank you, Michael's wife. For an interesting, <laughs> a very interesting post. Um, this one's short. Am I the asshole for not? This is a 29 year old female and her 31 year old uh, husband. Am I the asshole for not wanting my husband to teach our future baby Spanish? Let me say before I even read this. If your husband is Spanish and you're saying this, fuck you already. <laughs> Look, the only what? Even if he ain't this Spanish. only increases your baby's opportunities in the future. Like I don't know why. Americans are the only people that feel like English is it. Like all these other countries, like you have people that come over here from other countries that speak multiple languages. We the only people that are out here just like, dude, English is all you need. You no. <laughs> This is why everybody's ahead of us. Republicans are some of the most twisted motherfuckers. I'm, I'm painting this as a category of people or conservatives. Never met a group of motherfuckers that love tacos and hate Spanish so much. <laughs> One of your local goddamn uh, restaurant, it looked like a bunch of Republicans. John Deere trucks all through that motherfucker. John Deere hats all through that motherfucker. F-150s in the parking lot. And walk out of that bitch mad because people talking Spanish in America. Or speaking Mexican in America. All right, let's see. Let's see. I just feel like it, he gonna be Spanish, or even if he's not, why would you care? But anyway, okay. So I'm in a bit of a dilemma here. I am currently 37 weeks pregnant, so we are getting ready to receive our girl. The problem is, my husband has recently told me he wants to teach her Spanish too. The thing is, he isn't even Spanish. He was born here, but lived in Spain since he was four until he was 19. I mean, girl, you. <laughs> okay. Now, if he had some sort of cultural or family connection to Spain, then I might consider it, might consider it. But he is American. When he initially told me in around 21 weeks, I thought he was joking, so I let it go. But now that he brought it up again, I told him how I felt about it. I told him what I told you guys above and that it would be hard for her because they are very different languages. He started arguing that there are many kids that are raised bilingual and are very smart, but I also feel like it might cut me from my child. Oh, that's what you really mad about. Mm-hmm. He is mad at me for not accepting, and I can't help but wonder if I was an asshole here. Absolutely, you were. First of all, to say that he's American, he he was he lived in Spain for 15 years. This nigga's 31. For half of his life, he lived in Spain. <laughs> I'm sure he has a very deep connection to the culture, even if he is not by birth. 
in the context in the context of this conversation, it would have been more proper for her to say he's been English speaking his whole life instead of American because America is a whole fucking bunch of people that speak all kind of different shit. And I mean, even we speak borrowed language. So what the fuck? How you what it really is? That sentence that she said that she feels like it's gonna cut her out. That's what she really mad about. And I feel like that's what white people or because some black people, I feel like it's more white people. People who get mad at like Spanish speaking folks. That's what you really because you don't know what they saying. And you feel like it's your right to be privy to whatever the fuck they're saying in their conversation. That's what people really be mad about because you don't know what they're saying. And so you mad because your daughter and your husband will have conversations that you won't understand. Learn Spanish yourself then, bitch. That could be a family thing. All of y'all could do that together. And as a family, you would have this thing. But you just want to sit in your privilege. (laughs) I can't. Like, what? For half his life, he was right. And I know, 15 years, he probably speaks it fluently. And it's probably helped him. I just, you're you're such an asshole. I can't even. Yeah, you're definitely an asshole. And you're an idiot. <laughs> Short-sighted. Selfish. So, so American. You're a whole bunch of things. Like, so American. This would present a lot of opportunities for your child. But, you know, if you want your child to just be nothing but a little fucking sentient creature that loves your ass, I guess you don't give a fuck about none of that other stuff. People in the comments were very upset about the fact that she said the cultural connection. Um, He's lived there for 15 years. What the fuck are you on about? (laughs) Um, I just, yeah, everybody thinks she's an asshole. This motherfucker lived in America long enough to find out what McDonald's is and then moved to Spain. And then learned everything else in Spain, and he don't have a cultural connection. At the age of four, he moved it like girl, bye. But again, I feel like that's that American shit. Like, and yes, I am an American shitting on being American because it's a lot of bullshit. It is like there are things that make me understand why other places like hate us as tourists. Like, I get it. I get why people, like, see American tourists and, like, roll their eyes when we in other places. Because we're so entitled. Because you will have people that are like, why do they not know English? Because this ain't fucking America, bitch. You in their country. Like, the arrogance. I get it. I get why people don't like us. I get it. I don't like us. <laughs> Bro, I feel like if I go somewhere and I'm around a bunch of uh, locals, I want to use a different accent than goddamn. Because I don't want them to know I'm from America. I don't want yeah. people to associate me with this shit. <laughs> okay, what well, what well, use an accent? Nope, I'm not. God, I'm, I'm not finna disrespect anybody because I'm terrible at accents. So no. <laughs> so you just saying you gonna you gonna try you gonna try though when you over there? I would try because out of necessity. Right now it's not necessary. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna sound stupider than you. <laughs> I'm already gonna sound stupid either way. I can't do accents. I sound awful. It's terrible. Um, mm, mm, mm. But Better start yeah, practicing. It, being American is so Better start practicing. I mean, if I was gonna go somewhere, if I knew that I had a trip coming up, I really would do that. <laughs> because I don't, I just, I know, I've seen like videos of people touring places and them being rude to the locals. And it's like, bitch, you visited them. 
Like, how dare you go over there and have an attitude because they're not speaking the language that you speak in your home country. But then when people come over here, <laughs> you fully expect them just to speak English and nothing else because that's what makes you. So we're just supposed to be comfortable all the time and everybody is supposed to just assimilate to that. And it's bullshit. And this lady is a very good example of that. Like, fuck you, ma'am. All of that, all of that makes you an asshole. The fact that you're saying that he don't have no cultural connection when he lived there for half of his goddamn life. The fact that you're so selfish that, oh, they're going to be able to talk in code and I won't know what it is. Well, fucking learn to then. Like, instead of that being the thing that you think, oh, well, I need to be learning Spanish too, so we'll all have this. You're just going to be like, nope, she ain't learning Spanish because I don't know Spanish. What? Mm. Selfish. <laughs> yes, ma'am, you're the asshole. A terrible yeah. one at that. Utterly. Fuck you. are utterly the asshole. <laughs> okay. I have two. Choose one. Mm-hmm. My friends ranked me last for physical attractiveness in front of others for a question they asked. I saw that one and didn't add it, but I saw it. And fiance wants a prenup. Oh, God. I don't want to do another one of these financial relationship Oh, they removed uh, it. Huh? They removed it. Oh, okay. Oh, well, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. It's still here. Um. Okay. Uh, let's do the prenup. That's fine. All right. My um fiance, she's a 26 year old female, and he's a 30 year old male, wants me to sign a prenup. Initially, I agreed as I love him, and I'm not after his money. He's currently making just under double my salary and I pay my own bills, my half of joint expenses, and for anything I need personally, shoes, food, etc. I've never asked him for a dime or complained about what I pay. He worked hard to make his salary and I would never take that from him. The issue is that he is now asking that when we get married, I quit my job so that I can raise the babies we will have because he doesn't want them in daycare. My issue is that the prenup he is suggesting states that 70% of his income goes into a personal account, and the other 30% is what I would have access to for the children, groceries, my bills, and myself. Anything that's left would technically be transferable to my own account, but that doesn't really leave much. He doesn't want a time limit after eight years the prenup is void or anything like that, and he doesn't want to add a clause to protect me if he decides to cheat or leave me. Oh, he not. thinks that my lack of desire to sign this agreement proves that I only want money, but I honestly just want to be protected and not have the possibility of being out with literally nothing. I don't make enough money at my current job to justify putting a child in daycare. I'd only have about $200 a month left over. How should I go about this situation? Should I ask for a sunset clause and time limit, or should I just ask that his income be our income where I have access to it from the get-go? I'm wondering, should I even marry this man if he's comfortable putting me in this situation? I concur with that last sentence. Because here's the thing. I I would not have a problem signing a prenup, but you're not going to just hand me a prenup and say that I can't make no changes to it or I can't have anything, any any of my own protections in it. Fuck you. Because you want her to, want her to sign this prenup, but then on the back end of that say, but you got to, I also want you to quit your job and just stay at home and take care of the kids. So that means this is what happened in our grandparents day where women were so dependent because they didn't have the ability to do because everybody always be like our grandparents knew how to stay together because your grandma couldn't do nothing else okay because she couldn't what was she gonna do 
She got 11 kids by this nigga who got other kids across town. She had no education. Women were not being hired for very uh, lucrative positions. Of course she stayed. It was the lesser of two evils. That don't mean that they knew how to stay together. It means that it was forced. <laughs> and that's bullshit. If this, so let's say she signs this, does this, doesn't work for 10 years. 10 years into this relationship because there's no clause that ends this prenup. You don't have to get it. You get a divorce. You have this child that you now got to take care of. You haven't worked for 10 years. So like you basically starting over as far as whatever you're doing now for employment, because you got a 10 year fucking gap where you were a housewife. Like that's bullshit. That is bullshit that he would even want to put you in that position. And then there's no clauses for cheating. There, there, no, no. Mm-mm. I'm not going to say I wouldn't sign a prenup, but I would not sign one like that. That sounds like it would be completely unfair to me. Uh-uh. You know, how much can you really value somebody when you're putting yourself in the, like he literally could just get tired of her and leave. Yeah. And she can't do shit. And she'll just be fucked. I mean, non-spousal support will take care of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, prenups don't protect you from that. Yeah. Like, they're not going to let him have but, a child with somebody in a marriage, leave her high and dry. I mean, she won't but, take anything that he brought to the marriage before that he contributed, but he's still going to have to pay non-spousal support. He is, but it's not going to be better. If he has a... If his- if his prenup is set up to where, because they, you, you, when you do the spousal support, it's to keep the person in the life that they become accustomed to. If his clause is set up to where she only gets thirty percent of his money, that's what she's gonna continue to get probably in a spousal support agreement because that's what she was already getting. That's what he, she was accustomed to getting. So even that's gonna have her fucked. She's still only gonna get uh, what she was getting before. Maybe, maybe because he's gonna have to contribute some more money than that in some spaces. He can't just give 30% and then be like, can't touch no more of my money. If he do, he's a super asshole. I mean, he already a super asshole, but damn, that's for sure. (laughs) Like, that whole thing just has, like, bad idea written all over it. And it just seems like this is just a recipe for her just being really fucked up out here in the street, in these streets. Don't do that. Like, like I said, I'm not going to say I would never be willing to sign a prenup, but, like, it is going to be a negotiated prenup. It is not going to be where you just hand me a piece of paper and I sign this shit. Is you crazy? No. If you want some protections in this situation, then so do I. And it is not going to be a one-sided thing. That shit is crazy. No. What? Mm-mm. Then he trying to guilt you out of wanting to make any corrections or change anything by saying, if you really love me, bitch, if you really love me, you wouldn't want me in this position that you're describing. You sound crazy. No. The see, you you do just want me for my money. You don't want to take this garbage ass deal I'm putting on the table, which means you just want me for my money. You really can't see how this is a shit arrangement for me. You mean to tell me that you're going to just let me have the leftover change, number one. You're going to not give me any protection from if you cheat on me or if you just want to leave come on man that that's a terrible agreement you would take that deal i mean it still be shit it still be a shit ass deal but what makes it even more shitty is you're you're doing this 30 70 split and in the same breath asking her telling her that you want her to quit her job 
which would be some other money that she would have. So you basically want her to be completely dependent on you so that you can just snatch that rug from underneath her whenever you fucking want to and walk away scot-free. Who the fuck finna do that? 30% and you want me to quit my job? You sick. You're sick. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. You're you're insane, sir. I wonder what and, you do for work because that's huh? a bad deal. Mm-hmm. He must yeah. work in manipulation. Maybe a lawyer himself. Or maybe, I mean, but there, you know what? The sad thing is there there are women that want to get married and, and would sign some shit like that. It's not me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. there are women that would do that shit. Ain't no fucking way, bro. Like, I would tell him where he could take that prenup and shove it. That's what that's what would happen. You know, get the fuck out of here. You sound crazy. I feel, and again, this is one of those situations where I feel like anybody that's dating me would know not to come to me with that. Like, I feel like he would be like, no, hey, it's crazy. I ain't even. Like, even if it was his lawyer that suggested it, I feel like he would tell his lawyer, like, you don't, you don't know her. <laughs> I'm going to be the one in the doghouse if I present this shit to her. It's not worth it. Like, no. <laughs> right. She going to poison your ass today, bro. Don't eat nothing she cook. <laughs> because that shit you suggested, she's not going to let you survive trying you to disrespect her to. like that. You don't need to survive. This is just survival of the fittest. You let it be know that you a weak link that need to be taken out because you sound crazy. You can't be of sound mind and body and present some shit like this to any sane person and think that they're going to jump on that. What? No. Girl, if you don't run, run, Simba. Run far away and never return. Fuck him. Your scar. Huh? Your scar. Yeah. I'll be scarred. You know how bad they treated Scar? I know. But it's the, they, they sent Scar to the place where ain't no food. That's fucked up, bro. But he, got his ass beat by, he got his ass beat by Mufasa. They nicknamed him Scar after he got a Scar from that fight and then sent him to the place where they can't even find food to eat. I always assumed Scar got banished out there because he kept trying to like do what he did in the end and fucking take the uh, crown from Mufasa because he felt like he should have got... Like, I feel like he was that brother that was always doing fuck shit and they finally got tired of it was like, go out there with them fucking... Um, what were they? Hyenas. Hyenas. Go go be with the hyenas because we can't... I'm tired of dealing with you and your bullshit. You gotta go. I feel like it was a lot of bullshit that happened before the beginning of that movie that would explain why Scar was banished. Because if he coming up with this kind of shit, I don't think that this was solely because he got banished. Like he he would he felt slighted from not being king. But that's birth order. That's that. That's now, that birth is, order shit. This is villain origin story. Yeah, this is villain origin story. I mean, he got his ass. Well, like like be at a family reunion. Be at a family reunion, right? And and you and your cousin get into a fight, and you get your ass beat. And you have a big ass black eye, and they just start calling you black eye from there on. <laughs> Every yeah, time you that, these nicknames people have is born out of Trump. <laughs> yeah, like they calling you black eye. Well, what I'm saying is, you don't have to be a terrible person all up for them to banish you. You could just really be mad that they keep calling you black eye, and you be like, "Fuck these niggas." They don't let me get beat up at the family reunion in front of everybody and embarrass me. Now they calling me black eye. Did they ever? I I I didn't like any of the other Lion King movies. I felt like the original was enough. But in the second one, did they explain his origins? 
I can't. I don't. I only saw that shit one time. No, I'll be seeing TikToks, people talking about it. So I feel like they know well enough. That's how. They, that's what they've said happened. So mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of different retellings of it, but I don't know firsthand. I ain't never been that big of a fan of Lion King. What? Yeah, it's yeah. like my favorite childhood movie from when I was a kid. I liked Aladdin better than I liked. <laughs> uh, like Aladdin had some magical shit in it. I like stuff like that. Like just motherfucking lions. Timon and Pumbaa was so fucking toxic. <laughs> they was like, never go back. Never face your fears and troubles. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs out here with us. Yeah, <laughs> as friends. <laughs> Um, okay. This is another Am I the Asshole. Okay. Am I the Asshole for walking out of the baby shower my in-laws threw for me? In-laws make me feel like, probably not. I feel <laughs> In-laws be on some bullshit, boy. I don't have any, um, but I just hear horror stories all the time about these in-laws being on bullshit, so we'll see. The situation is kind of a mess. She's 27. I am expecting my first baby with my husband. This is the first grandchild in the family, in-laws, on the in-law side, so on his side. And they said that if the baby's a boy, then we'll give him my father-in-law's name. He's dead due to cancer. I had no problem with that. This happened before we found out the gender of the baby. My husband and his family had me do things like attend prayers and do other rituals before the reveal at the doctor's. See, that already sounds crazy. I didn't like that, but I went with it to keep the peace. They thought they was going to pray up a boy? <laughs> That's not how genetics work. Uh, doctor appointment came, and it turned out to be a girl. Pray didn't work. My husband cried in the car and then turned his phone off to hide from his family and then finally told them. His mom and the others made their frustration and disappointment clear, which bothered me because my daughter deserves to be celebrated. But they ghosted me for days, then started coming over and visiting constantly, referring to my daughter as my son, claiming the results were false and basically pretending it's a boy. I had several fights with them after they refused to stop it, and my husband sided with them despite seeing how wrong and unreasonable what they were doing was. We didn't speak for a while. Sister-in-law called to apologize, then informed me she arranged for a baby shower for me. I was so excited and happy, but then I arrived, I saw blue... So what? It's a trap. It is a trap. Uh, But when I arrived, I saw blue balloons, blue cake, with father-in-law's name and decorations around. I was so confused, I had to sit down. Sister-in-law explained that they were still hoping the gender results are false and it's a boy. I looked at my husband and he agreed with her. I lost my temper and yelled at them all, calling them delusionals and telling them to stop treating my daughter like she's unwanted and act like she doesn't exist by throwing a party for their imaginary grandson. Mother-in-law broke down crying. I took my bag and walked out immediately. They started yelling, and my husband followed me outside and started arguing about how I insulted his family and his dad's memory by acting like that. I told him to wake up and see the insanity in his family's behavior. He said they needed time to process the fact that it's a girl, not a boy, as they expected and insisted I play along, and they'll soon get over it. Nigga. I I said absolutely not and demanded he take me home. He said no, so I called an Uber and left. He was fuming. He called 15 times, then texted. 
that he won't be coming home till I get my ass over and apologize for ruining everything they've done for me. She put that in business <laughs> and accusing them of being mentally unstable. I haven't responded yet. He's constantly pressuring me to get right with his family before we even talk about anything else. Girl, if y'all leave that crazy man, let him be with his family. The disrespect, <laughs> the delusion. Who was this father-in-law? They treating this nigga like he was Jesus. <laughs> Maybe like they are so intent on having a reiteration of him that they won't accept the the doctor saying that this is a girl. <laughs> right, they on some Trump shit. Maybe maybe he was the shadow. You see, um, they on some let's go Brandon shit. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Princess of the Frog? Maybe he was the shadow man and he got them all under spell before he died. Because you sound crazy. Y'all praying and doing all of these rituals beforehand trying to like make it be a boy. Y'all sound crazy. <laughs> well, that shit didn't work. And what if the ritual you did changed it to a girl instead of a boy? Exactly. And then the husband, let me tell you something. My husband could kick rocks. Like, if you are this enmeshed with your fucking family, that means that we are not going to be able to create our own family because you two invested in the shit you got going on. And I don't have time for that. And that's not to say that I don't want my husband to have a relationship with his family. But this shit, y'all get out of my fucking... First of all, it was a trap. I wouldn't have even went to that baby shower because as crazy and absurd as they were being before... In my heart, I would have been like, ain't no way they just came around that fucking quick. Like, these people was press-pressed. Like, ain't no way now they all of a sudden is like, oh, no, we're okay. We're going to throw you a baby shower. No, the fuck you're not. That's so crazy. Like, <laughs> and imagine how they going to treat this little baby girl when she get here. Don't leave that child around them. <laughs> Please don't leave that baby around them when she get here. It's crazy for a whole family to be delusional like this. Like, for one or two people to be delusional, that's why I'm looking at how valuable was the stepfather to, or, or was the father-in-law to them. Like, it sounds like they value him more than they value reality. <laughs> and that's stupid to me. Why, why would you? I don't know. This shit sound crazy. They sound very crazy. Your husband sound like he on the crazy train too. And I cause you gonna be looking up in hell before I will apologize to your family when I ain't did nothing but told the truth. You want me to apologize to them when they threw me a whole baby shower for and disrespected the fact that we're having a girl that disrespected the baby that we're having, and you want me to apologize? Go kick rocks with them. All y'all. Kick all the rocks in Rockland. There is no way. There's no way. There's no way. I don't understand. Pass. Yeah. Pass. Please. That's that's another level of delusional. It's a danger because again, like I would definitely not want them around. Uh, who knows what they would do with the baby? Mm. Like. That's a scary level of delusional. Like, who baby knows? send the baby, dressing up like a little fucking boy and calling her whatever the granddaddy name is. I just can't believe none of them understands what this means. Like, yeah, 
darling, I just want to let you know that uh, at the beginning of your life, nobody thought you was a fucking girl. <laughs> and nobody wanted you to be a girl. And nobody, like, everybody was angry about your existence. Like, Jesus. They That's wouldn't it. accept it. And that was when I left your fucking father with his stupid ass. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Wow. It's I like would it. I would us, it. us valuing you was contingent upon you being a boy. Yeah. And when you weren't a boy, we wouldn't accept it. I mean, I guess it would be sh- to seen if they ever come to accept it. But I, would I don't want them to even have a chance to. No. And I wouldn't trust my husband around the baby because you're so far gone with this whole delusion with your family like you'll wake up and he'll him and the baby will be gone you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't trust that shit like no nope at this point we can't be together because you're crazy all of y'all are crazy all of you lost your fucking moments yeah yeah nope i'm gonna do the other reddit okay extra reddit letter my friends ranked me last for physical attractiveness in front of others for a question they asked. That's kind of rude. During a recent game of Truth or Dare, my friends, a couple, both ranked me last for physical attractiveness among our friends. The couple in question were neighbors my wife and I had become friends with recently, and we have been hanging out with them for the past few months because they seem cool. During our hangouts, we sometimes play Truth or Dare and ask the usual juicy questions, sex stuff, past mistakes, etc. We usually just play Truth or Truth. This evening, they came to our place, and very early on, the woman said she had a tough question in mind for truth or truth, but said that she wanted to play it when our other two friends were present as well. But the guy later asked this question, emphasizing that it was a tough question. He asked his wife, rank all of us in our friend group in terms of physical attractiveness. She ranked me last. She then asked him the same question, and he ranked me last as well. Both were sort of smiling about it. I was obviously hurt by it, but laughed it off at the same time. The truth of what was said didn't matter to me. It was the fact that they had asked this unnecessary question, perhaps to feel better about themselves, knowing someone would come last to feel bad. And yes, I felt bad, very bad, but I suppose that's irrelevant, really. As for their answer, they are from South America and my wife and I are from India, so they may have different beauty standards. Our other two friends are Chinese. Oh, damn. I can't bear to see them again, not just because I'm angry at them for asking such a question, but perhaps because they're not the empathetic and kind people I thought they were. I'm thinking of cutting them out of my life because we've only known each other for a few months anyway, even though we really like hanging with them and them us. My wife might explain the situation to them at some point, but I'm done. Am I blowing things out of proportion here? My wife is on my side, but I want a completely objective perspective as I could be wrong about this. They was rude as fuck for that. What are they? They're South American? The They from India. No, the, the couple her, that said the Yeah, shit. the couple is from South America. That's, why would you because somebody was going to have to be last right like those kind of questions somebody gonna be the butt of the joke because somebody got to be last and, and just just the nature of ranking things so why would you even why why would you do that i don't know if i would like would i stop being friends with somebody about look that? man this was a whole fucking scheme because not only did they know they had a question that was going to be tough but they asked each other first. Like, that that was the problem. Like, they talked about this, and they asked each other first so that they could tell their opinions first. Like, that's fucked up. Like, if, if you play a truth or truth, why ask your partner the question first? A question that they both know is coming. 
Why don't you ask somebody else who's playing the game first? I don't think I would answer that question. That's mad rude. Yeah, it's just, again, it's like somebody's going to feel bad. There's not a way around that. Again, it's the nature of rankings. <laughs> Somebody got to be last. Like, why would you do that? That's just rude. And, like, that, it'd be different if these are questions y'all came up with. Like, there are a bunch of, like, couples card games that you could play. It'd be different if that was, like, a question that popped up and you just, like, but y'all came up with this shit. This shit is rude as fuck. Why would you do that? But like you gotta get your roasting skills up for shit like that, bro. <laughs> you gotta be like, damn, y'all right. I am the traditionally least attractive person in the situation. But at least my breath don't smell like ass, Javier. <laughs> leave my breath don't smell like ass. <sighs> well, but I'm sure they weren't one wasn't expecting that to be the case. Or or that a question like that to come up and like Right. There are you gotta funny. be ready to roast. You don't expect but, to roast your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Well, I don't know. Because our group, when we get together, we like make fun. Like it's, but we all, it's all understood and that we all, that's what we do. It wasn't a situation where like that wasn't the case and then somebody just one day decided to start roasting the motherfuckers. Like that's going to be a problem if that's not the culture of your group. And it don't sound like because uh, Asian people do not. I don't know that they do a lot of roasting. I don't think Indian people like in groups, friend groups do that shit. Right. So like this was never going to work out. <laughs> and yeah. roasting is something you either know how to do or you don't. We got plenty of practice because black families roast each other all the fucking time. So like you grow up in this shit. <laughs> we made from this shit. Get the shit out of the, <laughs> from the beginning. You know what? I wouldn't accept the shit. Mm-mm. In our friend group, I wouldn't accept that shit. I'd be like, listen, I'm the fattest. <laughs> we can go in ahead and put that hands down. That's objective shit. I can get on a scale. All of y'all can get on a scale. I weigh more than everybody, <laughs> point blank. But y'all niggas ain't finna call me the ugliest. Like, nobody's supposed to accept that they've been called the ugliest. If we ever had this conversation, government name and nerd plate, none of y'all niggas better ever accept somebody (laughs) calling y'all the ugliest (laughs) nigga in the group. It gotta be a fight for one through five, but ain't no nobody better accept being number six. Look, you gotta love your motherfucking self. Like if somebody did say that I was the ugliest one, I fucking wouldn't it wouldn't bother me. Because I fuck with me. <laughs> like, I don't need people outside of me to fuck with me. Like, I fuck with me the way that I do. So I don't need any validation from somebody about how I look. Like, I've come to grips with the things that I have a problem with about myself. Right? And they are not, they are a part of me. They are the things that make me Eddie. It takes a long time for some people to get to that point. You know? Not to say that my shit can't change to where it be like I'd be more fucked up about it. Because in my family, these three top front teeth, whatever I got a gap between on each side, them motherfuckers be doing what the fuck they want to do. <laughs> and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that shit gonna look like for me in ten years because it definitely looked different than it did ten years ago. But like, so you okay? So you see how me and my younger brother interact, and that's all we do, right? We yeah. roast each other incessantly. <laughs> 
Because that's the whole nature of our relationship. But at no point has it ever been, like, he, I don't think he's ever said anything that, like, actually, like, hurt. Because I know it's roasting. That's what I'm saying. Like, that has to be the culture of your relationship. And you have to know that that's what we do. And you don't take it personal in that regard. This is not. This is a group of new people that's getting to know each other. That's not the culture of this group. Y'all just assholes for that. You just are. Like, that's got to be something that's already understood within the group. And that does not sound like the case with this. Because, again, my family, that's all we do. That's literally. Thanksgiving is five hours of nonstop roasting of everybody that's present. Like, that's just what we do. And so, like, I'm sure for people, I think you've said before, like, on the outside with me and William, it's kind of, like, weird, I guess, at first. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, you, you got to know where you fit in with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, w- William can't say something about your hair, and I'd be like, Haha, yeah, show Liz. <laughs> no. That shit ain't, that it don't work like that. You got to let... You, if you ever around them too, you gotta let them do their thing. You gotta let it get out their system. Don't get in that shit. Be objective. <laughs> stick outside. Just like if, if if we was having that conversation about if we was all three of the podcasts were sitting at the table, we were having a conversation about the person who least attractive, of which none of us will accept that we are number six. We will fucking never have a number six. If somebody from the outside came in trying to trying to be like, oh no, uh, fat boy, you definitely the ugliest. We hands gotta get put on their ass. <laughs> Unfortunately, Red, if it's a woman, you're gonna have to put the hands on her. Because I'm the only one in the group, I know. <laughs> you know, now we know Shogun ain't gonna be done chopping his throat before he get a goddamn second breath in after saying that shit if it's a dude. Accurate. But like, and that's one of the things about this situation is like there t- it co- it takes a certain level of comfort within your friendships to be able to say certain shit. So yeah. to not know for a fact that they have this kind of comfort in this friendship and to do that means that it was very self-serving, very inappropriate, and only sought to, you know, hurt the person's feeling. Yeah. You know? Hey, do that shit, man. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick is the moral of the story. Ooh. Um, I don't have any more. I've I've been dreading this next part of the show, but we just need to get it done. What? The news, man. The news. Oh, you tired talking about Will Smith? You tired of hearing about Will Smith? I am sick to death of that whole fucking situation. Why? Oh, I'm just tired. It's everywhere all the time. It's like you can't get on social media without like think pieces or memes. I'm tired. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I didn't care that much in the beginning. It was shocking that he would do that. But, like, once the shock wore off, I didn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, me either. I didn't um, care when it happened. Oh, if y'all oh, have I, a Reddit that y'all want to send, just Gmail accounts, conversationcardinartists at gmail.com or our social medias. But, I mean, we got to talk about it. Um, Let's get right into it. If y'all didn't know, which you definitely do know, I don't know how if you you're listening to, like, if you listen to our podcast, this ain't the only media you consume, which yeah. you also consume media if you're listening to our podcast, which means that you've definitely consumed the media regarding Will Smith at the Grammys getting up and going to slap uh, Chris Rock in the face. Or oh, the Oscars, not the Grammys. It was the Oscars. He got up and went and slapped Chris Rock after he made a G.I. Jane joke 
about Jada Pinkett. And people have gotten into their camps of how they feel about the situation. You got Camp Chris Rock, who is a comedian. Uh, you got uh, Camp Chris Rock, who is he's been bullied. Then you got Camp Will Smith, who he's protecting his wife. Then Please. you got Camp Will Smith, who is um, uh, they just like Will Smith, you know, because he's you know a bigger, bigger name, bigger celebrity. And that's what happened. So, w- what you think about that, Red? Let me speak to all of these niggas that I have been seeing making these long things about how wasn't you you ain't supposed to let nobody talk about your what. We have a comedy place here called the Stardome, where we live, or where I live. I don't point no living no more. But in Alabama, there is a, a, a comedy place called Stardome where, you know, people go to watch comedy shows. And I can guarantee you that a lot of those can be, because that's part of some of those shows is where they, like, peek people out of the audience and, like, say shit. Niggas laugh. They do not get up. <laughs> And go and be like, what you say about my woman? Like, that's not how it happened. So, first of all, fuck all y'all that keep saying that. Like, this makes it justifiable because he was taking up for her. Fuck y'all. Because, and, and I would have did. Say, no, the fuck you wouldn't. Shut up. Shut up. Because you ain't did it before. Because you'd have been to a comedy show and and remained in your seat. So, hush. You um, know what's happening? This And this part of the conversation is pigeonholing a whole bunch of dudes into some shit that they ain't ready for. <laughs> Like every dude who is saying, "Yeah, protect your wife." If he got a girlfriend or a woman, look, you got to be ready. Because for me, if if Chris Rock was the Rock, would Will Smith have did the same shit? Not. Like, was Will Smith ready to take a rock bottle? But that ain't the reality. That ain't what happened. He didn't do this to protect Jada. This was a reactionary response that people interpreted it as such. And let me like it's like any of the the any of the uh, the award shows that have hosts, they pick comedians a lot of time to host those shows because it is like that they're gonna make jokes and they're gonna say things that you know if they had an actor or an actress to host these things probably wouldn't be able to say and people laugh about. They choose comedians to host these things for a reason. Now. Jada has alopecia, if y'all didn't know. That's why she's been cutting her hair short. Here's the thing. If you didn't see that red table talk that she did talking about this shit, you wouldn't fucking know it because she's cut her hair before. Willow has been bald before, and Willow ain't got no goddamn alopecia. So, like, her cutting her hair does not necessarily mean that she had cancer or alopecia or any of that other shit because she's changed her hair before. So, if you didn't watch that, and, I mean, honestly... I'm be re- I'm tired of them at this point. Like I think I might have maybe saw that in passing somewhere, but I I was like consciously avoiding you know, news about Will and Jada because I'm t- I don't care I don't care what they I don't care if they're in an open relationship I don't give a fuck if she fucked August Alcina or not while they were married and I don't care I'm tired of hearing about their life I don't give a fuck I don't think it's beneficial to people because I'm sure that that's the gauge under which she oh we're sharing this to help other people it's not helpful it's just it's invasive and I'm tired I'm tired I don't want to hear any more about it so I purposefully was avoiding hearing any more fucking information about their fucking relationship because I don't care. It doesn't help me. It doesn't hinder me. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm tired of hearing about it. So it is very possible that people didn't know that she has alopecia. 
And again, she's changed her hair up before and cut it very low just for fashion before she had the alopecia. So everybody that's saying, man, this should have been off, off limits because she's sick. Stop. Please stop. And I would think that uh, other famous people really don't follow that kind of shit. Because why? I feel like that's what we do. Like the people on the outside of fame, I feel like we're the ones that are like obsessed with like news about celebrities and want to like get involved in this shit. I don't think other celebrities give a fuck. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't give a fuck and I'm not famous. So I know if I was, I wouldn't care. Like it just, it was unnecessary. All the things that have been said about them, Will's been a meme before and everybody's like, oh, it was his last straw. He was at his breaking point. Okay. I just. Well, let me just add this. There are some things about Will and Jada's relationship that people do not want to accept. And you need to accept this shit if you're listening. They are in an open marriage. That's just what it is. They lied about it. They hid it for as long as they could. August Alcina outed that amongst a bunch of time of curating the narrative that they were not in one, even though they were. Just accept that. Number two, Jada... Her actions have been approved by Will. He said that out of his mouth. He said it ain't nothing going on in their relationship that he didn't know about. Now, if you don't believe that he said that, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Right? You don't have any evidence to the otherwise. If you have a problem with it and and you can't accept that, it means that you're projecting your own ideals about relationships onto Will Smith. It means that you can't accept the idea of a man being okay with things that his partner does that you believe is problematic. And so you're just invalidating everything he said about it because you don't believe it. Because that's been a very, very big component of the conversation about Will's mental health and why he may do this. Because in sales, manosphere, all of these men always use Will Smith in these memes about Nobody care about men's mental health and look at Will. He's suffering. He's struggling. But they only bring up Will to talk shit about Jada. Ain't nobody who ever bought that shit up subsequently had a conversation about talking to men about getting mental uh, help, about going to get a therapist. They use Will Smith as a catalyst to talk shit about Jada because they are mad because the only way they can see Jada's existence is being as being a problem to Will because her extramarital affairs, which ain't really extramarital because Will Smith knew about them as a part of the arrangement, were put out there by somebody else who it was supposed to be. So one, I just get let's get that out of the way, okay? Will Smith was uh, he had a an emotional moment, but both of these men have problems, right? Like Chris Rock had problems, Will Smith had problems. I'm going to talk about Will Smith for a minute from my perspective. From Will's book, we all know that he had an abusive father in which he never felt like he could protect his mama. And because of that, he is likely going to be triggered every time a moment shows up for where he could protect. But it's not because he's protecting that other person. It's because he's protecting the image of him current self through the lens of what his younger self was watching and couldn't do anything about. This was all internal Will shit. So anybody bringing Jada up in the context of how Will made this decision 
is a problem. Now, it's another context to Will, but Will's behavior or any man's behavior. If as a man, you're in a relationship with your partner and you haven't had a conversation about how we detect disrespect between each other, how we communicate to each other that we've been disrespected, how we want disrespect to be handled when it happens. And if there are contexts in which we don't handle that disrespect because of what happens, if y'all had a conversation about that and Jada and Will talked about the idea that, hey, if Chris Rock say something about me, I want you to get up there and go handle it. Then, okay, that's a toxic relationship, but at least you talked about it. But if a man decides for himself what disrespect for his wife is and acts on it, that's misogyny. That's patriarchy. Because that's Will Smith saying, I don't believe my wife is strong enough to handle this. She can't handle this issue with Chris Rock on her own. She definitely wouldn't get up and handle it now, which handling it now wasn't the only option. There's a bunch of ways you could have handled it. The second thing is, if, his, if he believed his wife could handle it, but believed she just couldn't manage her emotions in that moment, then he's still saying that she's too emotional to handle this situation. And so I'm going to go handle it. That's misogyny. So what I'm saying is, men, you can't just decide what disrespect is for your partner. It's just, it's, it's basically you invalidating your wife's ability to handle her own stuff. And, you know, me personally, I'm I'm not a conservative man when it comes to man and woman relationships, you know, so whatever. But when, when Will Smith got up there and did that, first off, it didn't, it just don't seem like a big deal to me. I'm going to be honest. Because take it out of the Grammys. Take it out of the Grammys. Let this be in Walmart. And let us watch a man get up and go slap another dude. And the other dude who could press charges don't do nothing about it. Like, he didn't see it as that big of a deal. Nobody is going, no, nobody in Walmart going to be like, oh, arrest this man. Let This man need to go to jail for that. This man, like, in a, any different, con there's nothing different about the context of the Oscars. That if a man who hits another man don't want nothing done, why is everybody up in arms about it to this degree? I think. For other comedians, because other comedians have come out and, and, and talked about it. It's the precedent that it sets, right? Comedians make fun of people. That's what the fuck they do. And so what happens now if everybody that gets made fun of decide they're going to get up and go slap the comedian on stage? Then what? Because that's not in Walmart. That these, This is something that happens all the time. Like, comedians but, make fun of people. <laughs> so right. Well, so what they do. My comment was a response to anybody saying that there should be some jail consequences or some legal consequences or some suing. The person who was assaulted made his decision. He didn't want to do shit. So that's what it is. And I mean... You know, but I, that could be point, out of respect for Chris. That could be out of respect for Will. I mean, Chris Rock has not really spoken out and said much about it. So his reasoning for doing that, we don't know why he decided to not pursue it. It don't, it don't matter. If this happened in Walmart, the nigga could say the voices in my head from this meth I smoked told me not to. It wouldn't matter. The fact remains that nobody outside of them can say that this should have happened because this thing went on. Now, to answer your question about the comedy part. That would be a concern if the reason that we believed that Will Smith slapped him was exclusively because of that joke, but it wasn't. But you're putting, your therapy brain is putting all of that together. Most people are not going to do that. They're not going to, they're going to take it at face value for what it was. They're not going to think about his long history of all these things and say that these were a culmination and he wasn't really protecting Jada. They're not going to do that. 
they're not going to put all that together. That's not how the average person views this situation. They're going to see it as his him responding to a joke that was made about Jada. And well, so, therefore, if that's the case, if his response is because of a joke that was made, then other joke makers are going to be concerned about that. Or what happens if, okay, let's say that it, it doesn't have anything to do with that joke specifically. What about other men that have that same kind of an issue and somebody, because again, if you go to comedy shows, especially if you're sitting in the front, you fodder for jokes. So what happens if, you know, other men who have this issue start slapping the comedian because their wife get made fun or their girlfriend it, gets made it's fun? It's not like this hadn't been an issue. This is why clubs got security and why they kick people out. This was just an environment where those protections that should exist don't. Well, I didn't think it. They didn't think they needed to. It's but 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 this, but this ain't it? this ain't the venue that comedian comedians normally be in to think that somebody in a club just gonna get up and come start slapping them. Ain't nobody gonna be on no special stage for Netflix where somebody can get all the way up there to them and slap them without somebody stopping them. This just happened to be a place where this artificial sense of safety was there because people be playing the game, even the elites, they dance in the little mat, rat maze too. They just got more resources to do it. But they play the game too. And they just thought it was a safe environment and it wasn't. And this shit won't happen again because next year they're going to have people sitting there waiting for anybody yeah. to get up. And if anybody get up, it's going to be a situation. So it's not like nobody got to count on the idea that everybody going to just start getting up and start slapping comedians because the protocol to keep that from happening already exists across the country. Not only that, but people, comedians got all kinds of stories about how they've been attacked and heckled and all of these things and people coming up to them and trying to do these things because they tell jokes. It ain't like that shit would be new. It isn't, but you can't act like it couldn't be a surge of it now because niggas want to do what Will Smith did. You know how people are. That I mean, it is very possible that it could happen more often now, at least for a little while, while it's still in the news. People are sheep. I mean, there are people that would do this simply because, like, Will Smith did it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you're not going to, how you going to know? It's not going to be report. I mean, you would have to. Bro, it, comedians is not going to let that shit die. If comedians start getting slapped, they're going to be telling people on these radio stations, bro, Will Smith fucked the game up for us. We are going to know over the next year if people have gotten more hostile. It's particularly men when they women get talked about. Because women been getting talked about in these shows for the longest time. The, the, like, but that's the thing. It's like talking about a woman's titties. Okay, somebody gonna do that. You know, uh, DC Young Fly. It was this woman in the show being loud the other day, and she was just talking through all the comedians. And DC Young Fly came out, and he was like, "Hey, where you at, bitch? Where this bitch that I can't wait to see? You? Oh, is that that bitch with that ugly wig on? Like, what this moment saying is that a man ain't supposed to allow." him to do that you know what i'm saying yeah but this, this was a very specific event and circumstance i just don't think it's gonna transfer outward anymore i just don't think that will gonna happen does it have a potential to maybe in some senses but what is somebody who get their wife talked about really gonna be able to do to a comedian in a place where a comedian would be that he could act on that nowhere I mean, Ain't no nowhere else got that artificial sense of safety. Comedians know that motherfuckers be getting rowdy and drunk in these places. And so just on that alone, I don't think the people, even if they, because of this, they wanted to get up there and do some more slapping, they're not going to have access to it like that. Uh, but so uh, the other thing on Chris Rock's side, so it's a lot of men, a lot of women saying, hey, protect your wife. 
that's good. But you know what that what that says? What does that say about the nature of comedy? Because we were having a conversation the other day about how a lot of people who are advocates for you know relentless comedy and being able to comedians be able to say what you want to say. We're now saying that you can't talk about wives though. You can't talk about family though. What? Where did that come from? Like both of those things can't be true. Nope. They can't. Going to restrict the voices of comedians because we don't want the people we care about to be hurt, or comedians can say everything. And when we take people to a place where comedians are, they got to be accepted. They might get hurt by something that the comedians say. You know, as far as Chris Rock go, man, Chris Rock got a long history of being bullied. Um, have you heard anything about all of that? Mm-hmm. Like his bullying history, Chris Rock. In some interviews lately, like in the last, over the pandemic, basically, over the pandemic, when he found out he had autism, which came to explain a lot of things in his life um, in terms of how his inability to understand people's responses and facial expressions and kind of know he's had a struggle with that for his whole career. Like he defined himself in one interview as just the fucking weird guy. Like when people, when he meet friends, he just always perceive people see him as the weird guy. But a big prelude to his life was that he was bullied severely when he was young. Like, life was torture for him, as he describes it. And he said that uh, one day, though, he got fed up and he brought a brick in his backpack and he beat a bully down with the brick. And it was severe. It was bad. And he said that his therapist told him that ever since that day, you've been so afraid to be that angry that you've just allowed people to walk over you your whole life, which apparently he's done. He's just been a pushover. He just hadn't really pushed back that much. And so people talking about the mental health of people in this situation. I think it's important to think about the mental health of, of, of Chris rock in that sense, but also the mental health of will. And, and this going to a conversation about like as men, we need to fucking figure this shit out, bro. And, it, and I mean, overtly, it don't look like Chris Rock has really done anything to make it seem like he got mental health issues. But knowing his past, he had to revert back to that bully experience, you know, that he had. Um, what else? Oh, another thing about Chris Rock is that a lot of black women don't fuck with Chris Rock. A lot of black women don't fuck with Chris Rock because. They feel like Chris Rock always been shitting on black women. And I mean, I seen some clips from some of his past standups, which I hadn't consumed that much of him. But I mean, he was saying some tough shit where I would be like, if a black woman heard that shit once, they would not fuck with him ever again. I, I can tell. And so the people I was talking to about this was like, yeah, he has always went hard for black, black on black women. Even though, I mean, he has this good hair video where he knows the importance of black women's hair. You know, not saying that means he can't make a joke about black women's hair, you know, but black women will perceive it as that way. Um, and I think that him making, I don't, I just, I don't think the joke was, um, it was more like observational humor. It's like, to me, Moore and Jada Pinkett Smith, they got the same shaped damn head <laughs> and the same cut from that it movie. It wasn't. It really, like, the level of response to the joke was excessive. 
It was so excessive. There were so many because we just talked about Laverne Cox making a comment about the whole fucking um entanglement shit on the ra- like this one I'm saying it's like it's just very difficult for me to feel sorry for them and everybody like oh they're getting bullied and all like again I'm tired of here. I don't give a fuck about their relationship, but they kept pressing it and they kept talking about it and they kept pushing it and talking about it and putting it out there. You don't get to choose how people consume that when you do that. That's just how it is. Like, don't put it out there. You don't have control over it. You do not have control over it. Once you release it to the masses, they're going to consume it in the way that they want to. And sometimes that's not going to benefit you. But even when it didn't benefit them, they still didn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) We still know way more about the relationship than we need to so it's like it'd be different if like people were leaking all of this stuff and they didn't want it to be out there and they didn't want to talk about it and people you know kept leaking it and they had to deal with it then i would be like oh that's fucked up but if i go out here in the street and start screaming i like dick pics and random people just find my information to start sending me dick pics why would i do that why would I put my do that and not not think that it was gonna get some kind of a negative response or not be aware that it could potentially get a negative response? Like I just don't care. I'm tired. I'm real. I think I'm just tired of celebrities altogether. I I just I, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck about their life like that. And they they overshare. And I'm tired. There's a lot more ways that this could have been handled by Will if he did have a problem. Uh, I think Will just threw an adult temper tantrum. So I really don't have no sympathy for Will. Um, I don't, I have sympathy that Jada has a condition that she's struggling with. But another thought I had was like, what, what if, what if that, what if she got something worse than alopecia and we just don't know it? Like chat with Bozeman type situation. Like, what if she got. No. What if she like would it make a difference? Let me just ask this question. No. Would it make a difference if we found out that she had terminal cancer and was finna die in two months? No, that, because who he didn't know that at the time. I'm not saying Chris Rock being in uh the unintended target for that moment um still wouldn't change that the emotional response for Will and Jada may be more understandable in that way if it was something like that. It still wouldn't be understandable to me. I just wouldn't like getting up and walking on stage and doing a career ender. How is that gonna help her? A career ender? Well, well not a career ender. Well, but becoming a Robinson, then it'll be a career ender. That Will Smith. Well, either way, all of this bad press and all of it, like who? How would that help her? If anything, that's gonna make both of them be under a lot more stress than they already were. Like you just making your situation worse. That did not help shit. And that's the part of the conversation. That's another part of the conversation. Cause it's like if for for all the men talking about, you know, protect your wife, if are the consequences that you can get from doing it worth doing it if you know the consequences are gonna be problematic? Because I mean I think so. She's niggas that'll go to jail behind bullshit. So I mean, I'm sure there are men who feel like it is. It's, uh, but you know, if if it was at your holiday party and your boss said something about your lady, then are you gonna lose your job? Hitting your boss. What if it's a holiday party? Are you gonna lose her her job by hitting her boss? Some people would and feel justified. They shouldn't say nothing about you. I I was just gonna stand by and allow it. At the corner stove, somebody be like, "God damn, she got fat ass." Like, are you niggas that get to fight? Like, you ain't know this happened. But listen. Listen, I'm I know it happens, 
but the sheer amount of men and women that are saying protect your wife, all of them ain't willing to let that shit happen, which is why I'm saying you need to have a conversation with your partner about the context upon which how you should handle disrespect or not. Somebody should you have protect that your wife in this kind of a sense. Like Chris Rock didn't go punch her in the face. He did like the joke again, it don't that ain't even the level of joke it was. Don't even like I don't even know why we having the conversation about uh niggas protecting their wives from shit. Like protecting her from what? Like a a, a base level surface joke? It wasn't but even they that perceived bad. as disrespect. But they perceived as disrespect. And he, all he said was that he would be on the lookout for G.I. Jane too because her head is bald. There were so many other worse things that he could have said that would that I would have been like, damn, that was kind of disrespectful. That though, like she's an actress that acts in movies and he like made a comment about a movie. Ooh, oh my God, the disrespect. Like it just it is like I feel like if I well, and I mean I don't know how Jada views this. Like she might think, yes, we'll protect it, you know. I would have been like, nigga, you really got up and slapped him because he said that bullshit. Like that wasn't even that deep. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it, let's bring it down to poor folks. Like if poor poor jail, if if uh, working class Will and Jada were walking through Walmart, looking how they look, and somebody like, oh, GIJ too. Don't nobody slap that dude in the mouth. Nobody slapped that dude in the mouth. You just walked by. You just walked by. Because your ass do look like G.I. Jane. She fucking do look like she looks. That shit is reminiscent of Demi Moore and G.I. Jane. The haircut's the same and they fucking got a little peanut head. And look, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I don't know how important hair is to women. Okay? I'm not going to act like if I lost my hair and was forced to be bald, that would very much impact me. Hair... With women, we, you know, women, you saw them bitches that were stealing hair. You know, there was a whole little, <laughs> there was a whole little situation where bitches were stealing like $400 hair from stores and shit. Like, hair is a big thing for women. It is, it always has been, it probably always will be. So I'm not going to sit up here and act like she might not have been hurt by that because she's struggling with the fact that she had to cut her hair. I'm not going to act like that. That may not be the case. I still feel like even with that being the case, the level of response was over the top. It was an overreach. It was too much. It was too fucking much for what it was. It just was. That it no, there are no no words that somebody's going to say to me that makes me feel like this at level of action was justified. It wasn't. It was overkill and it's stupid. And I would not want any man that I'm with to get up and embarrass me like that over a, a fucking bullshit ass joke. Because now we in the news and memes and shit again. Thanks, nigga. That really makes me feel good now. Now we got to be the, the topic of conversation for a whole goddamn week. Niggas are still talking. It's all kind of TikToks and shit making jokes. It's all kind of me. Like, this did nothing good for her. This did is, not do anything. Is your hair purple now on purpose? Yeah. More purple. It ain't, you know, I mean, it's maybe a little bit of purplish red in there, but it's mostly it's, purple. It's pink and purple. It's purple. Pink and purple. Yeah. So if you if you go to a comedy club mm-hmm. and somebody was like, look, look at this red cabbage head looking ass <laughs> lady over here. What what you got in your head? You got you got figs, fig dye, passion fruit. 
They just go through all the purple fruits about your head. Like, is that a level of disrespect that your your partner should respond to? No, if we're at a comedy, like I said. So when I when I when we were at AUM, I don't know if you remember this. There was a comedian that came. They like paid and had a comedian come on campus, and they had a show. I can't remember what who which comedian it was. It was a fairly well known one, like from like Comic View days. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, who it was really don't matter. It was one of them people though that make fun of folks, right? So uh-huh. when me and my roommates went, we purposefully sat in the goddamn back because we know what goes on in comedy shows. Like that's the expectation if you attend. I feel like that's now. What now let's say let's say he did offend you. Let's not say offend you. Let's just say he said something that could be perceived as utterly offensive. Is it the environment still that makes you say, even though he said some hurtful shit and people laughed and I didn't like it, the environment dictated that that could happen. And so I'm not going to do anything about it. Even if if I did do something about it, what is that going to do? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it doesn't. It doesn't change that that happened. It doesn't change that people laughed. It doesn't change that my feelings were hurt in the moment. All that it does now is now my nigga potentially finna have some legal trouble behind this shit. How is that better? But that logic can apply to if somebody slap you in the face and just stare at you. Like physical violence is a different situation. No, no, not with your logic because hand them back don't do nothing. If they hit you and ain't finna do nothing else, what, what does hitting them back do? You don't put your hands on nobody though. Like for me, words, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I I really don't. Like I am not one of those people who feels like, you know, you you gotta retaliate because somebody hurt your feelings. You put your hands on me though. Like you physically attack me. First of all, the difference between the two is that if he come over and slap me, there are legal consequences for him putting his hands on me in the first place. There are no legal consequences because somebody hurt your goddamn feeling. You cannot call the police or when the police get there, say, my man was taken up for me because he said something that hurt my feelings. That's not going to, there are laws against putting your hands on people. So that's different. That That's a different situation. There you know is what? something that can be done. If he slapped me in the, and then we call the police, there are consequences for that. There's nothing I can do about somebody saying mean things to me. You know what? That, turning the other cheek is bullshit. Turning the other cheek is bullshit, but it's again, if the level of if the consequences are going to be greater, that don't make no sense. Like I said, for somebody physically putting their hands on me, that person can get some legal consequences. Like something can come of it. It does do something. They get in trouble for it. Him saying words to me and my man going and and hitting him. Now you're just going to be the one in trouble because the police and the justice system is not going to say, well, he shouldn't have said that. You have every right to go up and punch him in the face for saying that about your girl. Well, it seems like it still makes more sense to not hit that person back and just call the police then. Eh, Maybe, but I would understand more somebody like jumping to my defense because somebody physically put their hands on me. I would be a lot more understanding than and I would be a lot more like, you know what? It's bullshit. I got to bail you out, but I get it. Him saying a GI in a day that he didn't get arrested, but like, let's say somebody, it was not a, a Will Smith Oscars moment and, and my nigga got arrested behind it. Now I got, I'm out of bail money. Cause you got upset at a comedian for making a joke. Fuck. Look, 
you can't go to something like the Oscars where the people on stage are comedians who roast anybody and anybody can get it and ask him to carve out a space for your wife not to be somebody that jokes get told on. It don't work like that. Like, if you don't want your wife to get joked on or you think that she's too sensitive to handle it or you're too sensitive to allow it to be said, you don't need to go to comedy shows with your wife. No. You don't need to go to comedy shows at all. You just you should just stay at home and let the people who can take that heat go. But again, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the joke that was told. It was about Will Smith throwing a temper tantrum because he saw his wife have a little facial expression and he didn't know what the fuck it was. And so he felt like Chris Rock was the reason that that facial expression came up and he went and hit Chris Rock. And Chris Rock didn't deserve it. Even if Chris Rock done bullshit, even if Chris Rock talked bad about black women, even if all these things, it don't mean he deserved that hit. It don't mean he deserved that hit. He was in the right place to do it. He did the same shit that everybody be doing. He did it in his fashion. He targeted somebody that was at the front row who was going to be a part of the show, whose husband was up for a nomination. Like, this is what happens. When you're that close, this, this kind of shit happens all the time. So I really don't care how you feel about Chris Rock. He shouldn't have got hit. He was doing everything he was supposed to do. And it made me empathize with him more knowing about his past. And it also made me wonder with his autism, autism diagnosis, how much he really struggles reading the room. How much he really struggles reading the relationships between people and how jokes impact people and things of that nature. Like, how much has he really learned to do that? I mean, versus it, it, does he that struggle? Don't even, it, that part don't even, because this is a joke that any comedian, autism or not, would have made. Because it it's a very surface level. Like, there is no reason to think that anybody was going to get that level. And there are comedians that don't give a fuck about you getting mad. But, like, I don't think this had anything to do with him not being able to read the room or knowing that. that I don't think anybody would have knew. Not even that. Not even that. I mean, like, just across his career, knowing knowing that Will or Jada may have a problem with this if he told that joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, contextually speaking, in his mind, does it reset all the time? Like, he's not connecting the past instances where they talk about Will and Jada talked about, or Will talked to him about a joke he made about Jada before. Like, is his brain, is he saying, you know, I should tread lightly about these kind of jokes about certain people because this thing might be this? Um, And this joke ain't one of those, but it's like, if I had told a joke on you, you know, three times in the past... I would definitely think twice about telling a joke on you this time, especially if I had issues communicating with y'all with you based on the last joke. Like you didn't like the last three jokes, and now I feel like this one is gonna be safe. Safe is still relative. You know, that person might not want to hear nothing from you. But is that even the job of the person telling the joke? You know what I'm saying? Because he don't write all his jokes. It's it was said that Amy Schumer wrote this joke. But the thing about it is they practice so like Eli said he couldn't do that. They practice these jokes beforehand. Like I, they don't go out there on the stage and wing it a lot of time. Most of the, and so there have been. This has been run through other people. And, and Jada, people are, Jada been, already had this haircut at that point in time. Yeah, she been had this haircut. I, I, I don't know. I when she, enough to know how long she even had the haircut. It's been, it's been a little while. I don't really. Again, I'm sorry. I'm just really sick of them. So like, I don't remember exactly when. It wasn't enough time for the joke to be previously written. It wasn't written on the spot. It wasn't one of those situations. Like, I just don't. It's so fucking stupid, bro. Like, and I and again, you know, it's just been. 
and you can't escape it. If you get on social media, it's that I, we're a weekend and people are still talking about this shit. I'm tired. I'm it's like I never I can never hear another thing about Will and Jada and die happy. I'm I don't want to hear nothing else. I don't care. I don't want to know nothing else about their life. Acting your movies, you know, that's cool, but I don't I don't give a fuck about nothing else going on with them. I'm tired. <laughs> Like, I feel like it's harassment at this point. Like, shit, I don't care <laughs> about your life or your relationship or your marriage or whatever. If it works for y'all, cool. Just shut the fuck up about it, please. Please. You know, it's such a difference between them and, like, other couples that you don't never hear nothing about. Like, Beyonce and Jay-Z are a lot more vocal now. You know, Beyonce made limited, but it's still in very calculated ways, right? They don't put all of their shit out there. No, when that uh, Solange elevator shit happened, that shit was in the news cycle for a long time. What you know about? It was, but that that was not perfect. That's some, like, even that was, they never came out and talked about it. They never, like, we, everything that got talked about about that situation was conjecture. Because they yeah, never Jada came out and said shit about, about this. So what? Jada Will issued an apology and Jada posted a they, tweet. I'm not Everybody even talking about this situation. I'm saying that they talk a lot before this about their shit. I'm not talking about this specific situation. They, I'm just tired of hearing about them in general. Listen, like well before it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like this if men didn't get so mad about the August Alcina thing. It would not be this. Like the red table talk been going on for years. It hadn't even. It wasn't even that big of a conversation. It was just another family talking about their family. It, it, the Kardashian. It's a whole bunch of people that do that shit. Oh, all of them housewives show. Everybody talking about their family. They do, and look at how much people have comments and say shit about the Kardashian. That's all. I'm, it's like when you do that, there are shit. There's shit that come with it. People gonna have they they um opinions and they're gonna say that the Kardashians get talked shit about all the time because of them oversharing. And that's fine. And I think they okay with it. You don't ever really hear them complaining too much about it. They kind of have the sense that all publicity is good publicity. But for the people that were saying, well, Will and Jada could only take so much, people been saying all of this shit about them. People been saying all this shit about them because of them. We wouldn't know any of this. Even with the August Alcina thing, when August came out, they still didn't have to say anything. Like I said, I feel like that got blew up when they did the red table. That's what blew that situation up. It wasn't August talking before that. Because really, it's August Alcina. Like, who really following him like that? He don't have a level, a level of stardom, I feel like, for people to have really... Like, it, it, it wasn't as big as it was until they did the red table talk. And they talked about it. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't feel bad for you. If you put your business out there, you don't have control over how people respond to it. And... and you do know the reason that they talked about it is because everybody was talking about her grooming him because of not knowing how old he was, not knowing how long it was ago, uh, about the it depression. Any of that. People but, feel that people that feel that way are still gonna feel that way and feel like she was just trying to cover her ass. They didn't change. But that, but there is a certain level of information that starts to trickle upon your name that talking about it helps you more than it hurts you. It didn't though. Did it help? I'm not that? saying it do. I'm just saying <laughs> a PR team would tell anybody to do it. How you handle it is different. Now, if Will Smith would have been empathetic about not empathetic, but um more excited and looking like he took some Red Bulls instead of looking like he just watched fucking the Lion King Mufasa yeah. die, then it wouldn't be the same. 
it wouldn't be the same. It would be, you know, they still be mad at Jada because, you know, they don't want women to have their own body autonomy. But they, it wouldn't be the same as it is. The reason it's as bad as it was, that talk was because it looked like Will Smith was in a crowd the whole time. So there's a way to have that conversation to where it don't become what it did for them. They just had it wrong. It ain't like they shouldn't have responded to it. Like you said, they didn't have to, but it ain't no guarantee that that would have helped or hurt the situation. And so what I'm saying is like that part of the situation, their hand was still forced into talking about themselves in a way that they weren't trying to talk about themselves because they've been successfully not talking about themselves that way for a long time. And they had to have made the deduction that they could no longer successfully not talk about themselves in that way that because of the wrong. events that transpired. It was wrong, though. They did not deduce that correctly. Because, again, it went on for way longer after that Red Table talk. And that's when all of the jokes and stuff started. It didn't help. No, whether it would help or not does not the decision to have the conversation don't don't guarantee results. You know whether it's accurate or not don't make a difference. It could have went it could have went well. It's went well for other people before, but at the end of the day, still what other what, people? What damage are you willing to take? Are you willing to take the damage of misinformation taking you down the road of your family being misrepresented? Your kids not knowing what's going on because you ain't told nobody. Other people who are close to the family but ain't close enough to hear. Like, it's still, even if you take some heat from the other side, may be better than the, uh, the alternative. Sometimes it's you got to choose from two fucking evils. If I, I, I still think they chose the wrong evil. It was so much worse from that and it's not like it was her show if will whatever was going on with him that they didn't have to put out that that show with it with him looking like that the thing about it is if she had went on good morning america or some other show that was scheduled and they didn't have no control over it okay will look like that on there they didn't have you if he was not in a good whatever was going on with him that day they had him looking like i would not have put that out why would you put that out they had complete control over that why would you not do it again? Or like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, he looked like that was the worst moment of his life. I've never the calculation seen was probably The calculation was probably that this was going to be an emotional conversation regardless. And it wouldn't have made sense for the motherfucker to be smiling like Willy Wonka out of that motherfucking conversation. But he didn't have to look like how he did on Pursuit of Happiness. They probably that It was a poor calculation. The poor calculation. Looking at him, they was like, yeah, they're going to understand the emotional part of this kind of conversation and blah, 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 blah. Nobody, nobody said, you know you're going to be a martyr for this, Jada. Like, you know they're going to murder your ass out here because of this, right? You know what I'm saying? And Will, looking like he looking, you know you're going to become a meme 5,000 times over, right? They're still using that meme even now. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I, if I was going to be famous, I would take the Jay-Z Beyonce route. Because even when shit gets released, they still, they was mom as fuck. When that, when that shit, that re, uh, footage got released, the hidden Solange in the elevator, they still didn't say a goddamn thing. They just let that shit die out and moved on. They didn't even... They're because they music artists. They they talked all this shit in their works and their projects. She talked shit about him and Lemonade, and he talked shit about himself in 444. That's what, what they did. What you mean? We, we, 
Okay, them being music. What does that have to do with them keeping their private life private? Them albums were the epitome of them not keeping their private life private. <sighs> Just because they talked about it in a more methodical and artistic way, Jada and Will don't have that kind of artistic work. They act. They read scripts. They follow other people's Why instructions. Why do you have to talk about it at all? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Jay-Z and Beyonce. They talked about it. <laughs> well, they t- that kind of music makes sense to me. Like, cheating on, I got cheated on music. Women love that. Like, Lemonade, so um, that was a good business decision for them. But it was not a good business well, What I'm saying is, you, gotta go, you can't act like Beyonce and Jay-Z life just private. I mean, it don't don't turn it. We still do not know how much of that music speaks to what actually happened. You still don't know. They have not come out and had a conversation and sat down and said, I did this. And Beyonce did that in the way that Will and Jada have done. They specifically spoke to their relationship. That music could be anything. You don't know how much of that has something to do with them and how much of it doesn't. That's the they leave that up for people to assume and decide. That's still different. I, I feel like you still overrepresenting how much Will and Jada shit is out there because all of this that's being talked about came from one conversation. They one. Had, no, they had been talking. Jada had talked about their relationship on the Red Table Talk before that. Inconsequential shit. She talked about their past. Talked about him buying the house that she that his ex wife wanted for Jada. Like, yeah, little shit that she been putting out she about their-, uh, their sex life, how she wasn't happy with it. That's not inconsequential. That's that's not small. That's that's not a little thing. I don't remember what she said. She didn't say she wasn't happy with their sex life. But she I know she it said something implicating about that it not being enough for her. But it was in a greater context. But that still wasn't the conversation that's a part of what the reason that people are tired of Will and Jada is. That wasn't a part of that. Nobody was talking about Will and Jada at that juncture the way that it's being talked about after that one conversation. That one conversation, Red, is the reason that you intentionally stopped wanting to hear about Will and Jada relationship. That one conversation was the reason. And, And the hand was forced in that topic, even if they made the decision to talk about it, but that topic coming up didn't have nothing to do with them. That topic coming up didn't have nothing to do with them. That conversation that started happening about them didn't have nothing to do with them. Whatever decision they chose to make after that, they made it, but it didn't have nothing to do with them. It turned into being about them because of how Will Smith looked when he was having it, and people compiling everything Jada said and making her the villain. And that conversation made you say, I don't want to hear about this shit no more. It was one conversation, player. I was tired of it up until, like, I stopped watching the Red Table Talk before that. I watched it because I knew we were going to have to, was this one? We were still doing the show. Had to have a conversation about it. But, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to hear about the sex lives and the marriages of, of famous people. I don't see what the point is. And maybe that's because I'm a therapist and I have to listen to people talk about this shit all the time and it's just like... Probably. I don't want to fucking hear it, bro. Some people don't want to hear stories about women murdering their husbands and hiding their bodies. Exactly. Like, you have the prerogative... It's your prerogative not to fuck with that stuff. But, like, people eat it up. People Mm -hmm. eat it up all day long. 
it's not like this ain't been making people clout for the longest. It's it how they edit like, these shows, and this is what it does. And that's fine. But again, for the people that are saying that they, they had just had enough and it was too much. I, I don't got no empathy. I ain't got no sympathy I for mean, Will and Jada. Not right now. Uh, Will, as a man who talked about his mental health issues, he need a therapist. And if he got a therapist, he need a better therapist. You know, maybe him and his therapist done enough work. He need to go somebody else. He can't be climbing up no goddamn mountains trying to get some fucking snow healing, goddamn. You need to get some regular ass brain cognitive healing. Some fucking PTSD trauma related shit. Because, you know, all them motherfucking Instagrams you be doing up on the mountains and buildings and shit, that ain't helping. You came right back down here to the Grammys, Oscars, and slapped a man in the face because he told a harmless ass joke to a wife who should be able to handle the shit because it ain't like she ain't been being roasted over the last goddamn since August Alcina. Like, if she can't handle that piece, come on, man. I'm trying not to be insensitive to alopecia and to other ailments and things that could be going on with the people that would make them sensitive to a thing, but you knew where you was at. I mean, y'all should have got up and left. You know, and it's real peculiar that the last Oscars, them two was protesting the motherfucker until Will Smith got a spot in there. It make it seem like they were protesting because they wanted Will Smith to be in the running for something. Well, he but, out of the academy now. He's He resigned. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But he stepped out, stepped down. He's no longer a part of the academy. There's a lot of people that's been expelled from the academy. But at the end of the day, you know, the Grammys, the academies, all that shit, they've been hosting pedophiles and rapists for a long time, man. It, it ain't, I mean, Woody Allen, fucking Harvey Weinstein, like, they've been upholding some shit motherfuckers for a long time. You know, so it is what it is. This organization ain't, ain't fucking a moral high ground no way. You know, it's a lot of motherfuckers post doing bullshit that's been getting awarded for stuff. Well, they didn't say they were gonna take away his award. He just again, I don't know what being a part of the academy means. I don't know what that means. But you know, also, but if they take the award away, that bro, that is a fucked up invalidation. Like because you that this award was won, it was given to Will Smith, but like it's a whole bunch of people that went into that. It just makes it seem a lot less valid if you can say, okay, this thing that we dictated was valuable ain't as valuable as we thought it was, so we'll give it to the next one. That, I mean, the face, of, the face of stuff always, this is why you have to be careful about who's the face for things. Not to say that, that, I'm just saying in general, that happens a lot where there are people behind the scenes that work hard, but you have the person that's the face that may fuck it up. That happens a lot outside of this. He was He's the face of it. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, shit trickles downhill. But one funny thing that I saw, uh, <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson was being uh, interviewed on a show, and they asked him about this situation, and his publicist immediately cut in and said, "Oh, that's all our time." And the <laughs> the host kept trying to like get his opinion on it, and she was not fucking having it because she <laughs> knew. Mel Gibson would have said some just outlandish bullshit. So his publicist stepped in and she was like, nope, we're not going to do that. He probably would have said some old racist shit. She cut that shit out quick. And he, when he asked again, he was like, um, James, that, that's all our time. That's going to be it. <laughs> Bro, don't ask Mel Gibson and Russell Crowe nothing about no damn black people. Who oh, she cut in so smooth? Russell Crowe, uh, Russell Crowe, Azalea Banks was on party with Russell Crowe. Oh, he yeah. his ass out. 
Yeah, I don't ask them nothing about the blacks. They don't fuck with them. Well, I'm sure he asked to get some kind of a crazy soundbite from Mel Gibson, which is why the publicist was like, not today. You're not finna make him be a meme. We're not finna yeah. go down. That's a publicist. That's the publicist that you need on your side is a bitch like that who gonna keep you from making a fool of yourself. That's but who listen, you need. We <laughs> we up for two hours, but listen. I didn't think that a time would come where something happened to an actor that I value that I immediately knew I might not see any more of that actor's work or anything new. So Bruce Willis news about Bruce Willis done really it it hurt for real. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't realize how much I love Bruce Willis in everything I see Bruce Willis in to see him have aphasia, which yep. is a cognitive disorder where you can't find the words you need, you can't write, like you lose a lot of your ability. And it would be one thing if like we didn't know about this, but at the point that the family comes out and said that he is retiring or taking a break from acting, it got to be rough. It yeah. got to be bad. It got to be to a point where they can't stop people who talk to him from realizing that something is wrong. I hate that. I really do. And, I make me know, sad. To be honest, I, I couldn't think of anybody who, like Bruce Willis, I really, really like Bruce Willis. Yeah. And I, when I saw that, I was like, no. Like, and that was the first time I've had that reaction as it came to an actor who I might not see that shit again. I just didn't realize how much Bruce Willis was intertwined. Like, the two movies I've probably seen the most in my life is the negotiator is number one for some reason i have seen that movie so many times i like it but then also die hard the first die hard die hard with avengers is my favorite one because uh it's him and samuel l jackson and the, the two of them i definitely that's my favorite but die hard used to always come on on the holidays and so you can see Die Hard over Christmas time five or six times before the holidays over. Oh yeah. Just because it's a movie that takes place during the holiday season. So I used to see it all the time under that context. But yeah, um with Avengers is my favorite one because uh at the beginning they had Bruce Willis with his sign that said uh <laughs> it said something about something niggers. about niggers. And and uh the goons saw him and Samuel Jackson came out and saved him. And they're like, why you say me? He said, if they kill you in the hood today, it's going to be 30 cops in the neighborhood with itchy trigger fingers tomorrow. I was like, oh, shit. I like how that movie started off, though. That was a good movie. Well, and their relationship as a group, it was just funny. They were funny together. Yeah, they were. I, I don't know why they let goddamn... What else they playing together? They played in Pulp Fiction together. Did they play in anything else together? Nah. Sure they did. I mean, they we probably have, yeah. Some damn paperwork, but they, I know they played in Pulp Fiction. Um, except I don't think Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. They, I don't think they crossed paths in the movie though. It was John Travolta and Bruce Willis that crossed paths. Oh, in Pulp Fiction, they didn't. Yeah, John Travolta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he sprayed John Travolta up in that house when he left that gun on the counter. <laughs> Because his he that? interacted mostly with Ving Rains. Yeah, he interacted with Ving Rains. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ving <laughs> Rains get his booty took. Yeah. Yeah. He rescued him. Yeah. Uh yeah. 
that was who he interacted with. It was a hell of a movie, y'all. If y'all ain't seen it and you heard all these little moments we just talked about from it, yeah, it's, it's that weird. It's such a random fucking occurrence of things. Like, if you come in on the middle of that movie, you will not know what the fuck is going on. Nah, because it's Quentin Tarantino. Which like, he <laughs> match the movie up. He cut it into little different yep. pieces. You have to watch it from beginning to end, or you just not you gonna not know what's going on. Matter and fact, even watching it from beginning to end, it's still very disjointed. Matter of fact, what uh, uh, Leroy Ketchum? He got one of them bit bad motherfucker wallets, don't he? I think he does. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> which is another part of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, you should watch. Excuse you would have to. You just have to see it. Yeah. Um. I had some uh, a couple more news items that I'm just gonna mention. Uh, Don's, uh Ron DeSantis signed the "Don't Say Gay" bill, um, with his bitch ass number one. Um, and I'm gonna talk more about that next week because I do want to let the week catch up with that news and 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 what that um what processing comes from that um uh, in terms of uh you know what. I guess how it progresses, how it looks. Uh, but in 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 short, the bill is written so vaguely that they say that it's for students, for teachers to not be able to teach your kids from kindergarten to third grade about anything sexual, which is never even a thing. They just do this shit in election year. They create a problem that don't exist, get people behind a non-existent problem, and then create legislation behind it. But the legislation is written so vaguely that the stupid people who voted for the legislation to solve the problem that don't exist, it really has an impact on a lot of other problems. So they really kind of used all this trans moment to create legislation that's really going to allow them to get back to their roots of what they're really trying to do, which is inhibit homosexuality. Um, is there another one? Oh, I'm going to let this story develop too, and we'll talk about it next week. But the Amazon union, the first Amazon union was uh, created in New York and it may not sound like a big deal but the dude who is the president of the union got fired two years ago because he was advocating for better conditions in the warehouse that they were working in and he got fired because they say that he wasn't following workplace rules but they fired him because of of him organizing protest and the lawyer said that he's not that intelligent and he's not that well-spoken in the first lines of how they, you know, tried to paint him. And now he done came around and organized the union, the first one that come about. So, you know, be careful who you got down, be talking that shit to. And this, the comment, this, the statement he made after they, they won, they said, um, we appreciate uh, Jeff Bezos for going to space because while he was in space, we were organizing a union. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked them up. But anyway, I want to talk about that, but we'll talk about it next week because we don't know further than we plan on going. Alright. Yeah. Um. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. Alright, well until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.